0: Your competitors are spending every single day trying to grow and become better. They're trying to build their e-commerce stores. Of course, so are you and you're smarter, much better looking, and you've got exquisite taste in podcasts. But even despite that, the likelihood is that your competitors are going to be figuring some stuff out. In this podcast episode, we're going to share an exercise that you can use and that we've used for some of our clients to steal or more politically correct, reverse engineer your competitors' sales tactics. You know the saying, good artists steal, great artists reverse engineer. Anyway, we're actually making two versions of this podcast episode. This video is all about e-commerce businesses. So any business that sells products directly from their website. We also have a version of this for lead generation businesses, because obviously the sales tactics used by lead generation businesses are going to be quite different. Now there is some crossover and of course there's low that e-commerce businesses can learn from lead generation businesses and vice versa. But we wanted to have separate episodes for each of these businesses because obviously there is some stuff that is dedicated to e-commerce and there is some stuff that is dedicated to lead gen. So this episode is all about e-commerce. And the stuff that we're looking at today goes beyond just website conversion optimization and talks about the sales funnel as a whole. So if you run an e-commerce store, you're looking at your competitors thinking how do we crush them into the ground? This episode is for you. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. We help businesses generate more leads and sales from their website and we love our e-commerce clients. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to analyze your competitors' sales tactics on their e-commerce store. Now we're going to be talking specifically how they're making sales, not how they're driving traffic. We've got loads of episodes all about traffic generation, whether it's SEO or paid or social and we've got loads on how to spy on your competitors traffic strategies but this is all about how they are generating sales. Now in e-commerce there are basically four buckets if you like where your competitors sales tactics sit. The first bucket is in how they are using lead capture and list building on their store. The second bucket is the actual sales process on the site. This is the conversion rate optimization piece. The third bucket is cart abandonment and retargeting. And the fourth bucket is what happens post sale. How do they follow up? How do they cross sell? How do they get reviews? So in this episode, we're going to be digging into each of these different areas. And I'm going to be giving you some suggestions on how to analyze your competitors in each of these areas. Now, if you're really pushed for time, or you just can't be bothered to do this and sort of analysis for your competitors I'm also going to be sharing some examples from the web some of the stuff that we've noticed some of the stuff that we've built into client campaigns and done as part of our client competitor analysis as well so you're going to get loads of tips as well as the process on how to do this for your competitors but I really would encourage you to spend some time digging into your competitors and shock horror even buying from them to see what the process is like and see what you can learn so the first thing that we need to look at is is lead capture and list building. Yes, lead capture on an e-commerce site. The reality is that lead capture and list building, i.e. getting people to give you their email address, this has become a key e-commerce battleground over the last few years. And here's why. As pay-per-click costs increase and e-commerce naturally becomes more competitive, profit margins inevitably get squeezed for a lot of stores. Now, even a really great performing e-commerce site, you might be converting 15% of your traffic Traffic into e-commerce sales and that's about the top end of what our clients are achieving. Many businesses actually need a model that's profitable for them with a much lower e-commerce conversion rate of maybe a couple of percent. Now what this obviously means is that if you're paying a lot for each of your website visitors through Google ads or social ads and then your store is converting between say 2 and 15 percent, if you're relying on a customer coming to your site first time and buying on that first purchase, it's getting much harder to hit your return on investment targets. There needs to be a backup conversion that you can fall on to monetize that traffic. Now, I suspect that what's going to happen over time is that this trend is only going to increase. For many businesses, the first sale will become less and less profitable as e-commerce sites are forced to give away more in order to generate that sale. We're already seeing that now. Some ultra aggressive e-coms are giving 20% discounts on the first purchase in order to get someone to drop in their email address. Now, for many of them, once they've considered delivery cost and the cost of the traffic, this 20% is like going to be their margin. So they're basically breaking even on first sale or possibly even losing a little bit. And I suspect that we're going to see that trend continue. So this is where lead capture comes in. This is, you know, the most Common implementation of lead capture on e commerce is the pop up when you land on the site that offers you a discount on your first order or it offers you free delivery or something along those lines. In the video version of this episode, we look at a couple of examples one where a site is offering 10% off the first order in return for the email address. So, this is a fairly standard thing to be offering. And this is the first thing that we'd suggest analyzing for your competitors. Are they offering this sort of lead capture? Now, you might find that many of your competitors are just kind of sticking a form at the bottom of the page if you go on an e-commerce site like flannels for example they've got a little form at the bottom of the page that says something horrendously unappealing like sign up for updates right this is the old school implementation of this where there's absolutely no value presented to the user whatsoever there's no incentive to put your email address in there at all because who's going to sign up for the mailing list or sign up for updates? Basically no one. So what we need to do instead is think about what we can offer people in order to get their info. And typically it's exclusive discounts, access to sales before they go to everyone else, access to member-only sales. We see Nike do this a lot. Can you give tips and trends? Can you give advice? Can you give favourable delivery terms? Can you give a free gift with the first purchase? So the key is to make this lead capture piece so appealing that visitors immediately, see the benefit and are happy to put their contact details in. The benefit of having their contact details we'll talk about later on, but this is basically building an email list. It's basically putting them into a retargeting sequence. Whatever you need to do with them, you can now do because you've got a piece of their data, you've got their email address. So if they don't convert, if they're one of the 85 to 98% of people that aren't going to convert on the first visit to your site, well at least you've got a way to get them back later on. The second thing that we want to look at when we Analyzing our competitors' e commerce sales process is the actual sales journey on the site. So, this is the well trodden path in the Exposure Ninja world where we look at conversion rate optimization. We look at how we funnel people through the customer journey on the website. So, I'm not going to go into loads of detail here, but I do want to touch on a few important points which are very e commerce specific. This section, when you're analyzing your competitors here, this is all about how they are turning a high commercial intent visitor into a purchaser and what they will be doing to push people who are maybe in the undecided category towards the purchase. So a few things to look out for here. Firstly, navigation. How are they ordering and categorizing the products on their site? And how easy is it as a potential customer to find what you need? So we look at some examples in the video version of this on our YouTube channel, but basically things like menu structure, there are loads of different ways of implementing a menu. Mega menus are now pretty common where you've got three levels of menu. So you have the top menu across the top of the site or the first category on your mobile menu. Then you've got um, different headings in your menu and then you've got subcategories underneath here. So with one mouse hover, you can get access to three levels of product categorization. This is pretty simple, pretty straightforward and helps people find the product that they need as quickly as possible. But menus are starting to get a bit more advanced and people are starting to get a little bit confused about their menu UI. And we're starting to see things like four level menus where you've got another category below that that appear when you hover over a menu subcategory. And in the video example, we look at the home base website, which is a complete mess. The menu on Safari is almost like a game to try and find any product category as you've got categories hiding and disappearing when you're clicking on things. Another common mistake that we see being made is businesses, using different types of menu option in the same menu. For example, we looked at a shed e-commerce site where in one mega menu screen, they've got sheds ordered by material, they've got cheap sheds, they've got fast delivery sheds, they've got different cladding types. And the problem with confusing your menu structure like this and forcing people to choose between, you know, they're not oranges to oranges comparisons, they're completely different options. And inside the person's head, their perfect product might be in multiple categories. So which ones do they click on, it becomes quite confusing there. So menu structure is one of those things, there is no one right answer, because it's obviously going to depend on what you're selling and how educated your customer is. But the exercise to go through when you're analyzing your competitors is think about your perfect customer, how do they describe the product that they need? How educated are they? And would it be really easy for them to find the product that they need on your site or your competitors site, the less we can force our audience to think as they're going through our menu, the higher our conversion rate is going to be. The next area to look at with conversion rate optimization is product pages, how they're laid out and what's included on them. So remember the six elements of conversion, what we call the qualified customer closer. They are C for credibility. How do you demonstrate credibility on your product pages? This can be through star ratings. This can be the number of orders that you've taken. This can be through adding video and personality on the pages. The second element is lure. So how do you attract people? How do you incentivize them to make that purchase person- when they're on the product page. For example, my protein we saw this week. Um, adding a voucher code actually onto the product pages. So someone's on a product page, they might be about to buy, and then my protein's actually giving them a voucher code on that product page, just under the buy button, to kind of push them, to nudge them a little bit further towards making that purchase. The next element is objection handling. How do you remove any of the potential objections someone might have to purchase? In the video, we looked at an example of a Shed e-commerce store. You can tell what category we were looking at a shed e-commerce store where you had a number of different product customizations that you can add but these customizations had no explanation at all and used technical jargon so as a potential customer you would be expected to know for example what an OBS 10 millimeter shed base is before you would purchase that add-on well you're not going to know that unless you're an experienced buyer so they've completely misread and what they've actually done is they've added potential objections to the customer rather Than removing them. If I'm thinking of buying a shed from them, all of a sudden I see this option of this OBS, or do I go for a natural wood nine millimeter base? I've got no idea. So they've now given me an objection, which is I'm not qualified enough to make this purchase. I can't make this decision because I don't know the difference. So what might I do? Well, I might go to another site to try and research these options. And then if they explain them to me, I might buy from them. Or I might go to a site which doesn't force me to be an expert in the product in order to buy it, right? This is so, so obvious. So it's important to think about any objections that your customers might have prior to purchase, but also making sure that you're not adding potential objections to their brain before they make that buy. The next element to handle is social proof. So, how can you reassure people that they are not the first person to buy this product? The classic implementation of this is obviously Amazon's review stars, the number of reviews that people have left, and also the bestseller category ranking as well. All of this is designed to add social proof to de-risk the product purchase for the visitor. The next element in qualified customer closer is the ease of use. How easy can you make it? How simple can you make the checkout process? And the final element is making sure that the sale produces a result for someone. So how does this thing get them closer to their goals? So lots of elements to include on your product page and um, things like product images we're seeing become more and more important. So how do your product images present the product that you're selling? How do your competitors product images compare? Is it one grainy low resolution image that looks like it could be taken by a iPhone one at the top of a snowy mountain in thick fog? Or is it super high resolution images allowing people to rotate the product, see it from multiple angles, showing them what it looks like on the inside, from the back, on the top of the product. Is there a great video explaining the key benefits? So how can you de-risk and give the customer as close uh, buying experience as they would have in person? You know, when you're in a store, you're picking something up, you're examining it. Why should we assume that people are willing to make a purchase decision with less information just because it's on the internet? This is a mistake that lots and lots of businesses make. Another thing to include in your competitor conversion analysis on product pages is how are payment options presented. Is it clear that customers can split pay using something like Klarna? Are they saying you can use Apple, Google Pay and those really simple one click payment options? How do they present those payment options on the product page itself? And the final element inside this kind of conversion analysis piece is the checkout. How is the basket or the cart and the checkout presented is it a single page or is it some kind of horrendous multi-chapter adventure story that requires you to enter your last three years addresses your mother's maiden mobile number or whatever right so we look at some examples in the video now you know the deal here you've been on a checkout page where there's almost no information and it feels like you've kind of accidentally found your way to a back alley out the back of one of your competitors shops right it just feels completely and it feels like you shouldn't be there and you've also been to great checkout pages where there are testimonials there are reviews there are little order bumps there's information about delivery everything kind of incentivizing you to follow the process and go through a great thing to add is like a timer thing that counts down to the point where they get next day delivery just to add that scarcity add that uh, feeling that i need to complete this purchase as soon as possible so think about your checkout pages analyze what your competitors are doing on their checkout pages what are they doing great and what are the holes that they're missing which you can exploit the next element to analyze is the cart abandonment and retargeting process so this is all about what happens if you don't buy now often you'll struggle to research this other than just going onto your competitor sites adding product to the cart and then leaving so what happens now force yourself to use facebook right go and have a look on facebook see if you're starting to see some retargeting ads go on youtube use your gmail account see if you're starting to see some remarketing so Are you seeing retargeting and remarketing ads from the sites that you've left? And if you are, are these general, hey, come back to our website things, or do they feature the specific product that you've looked at or that you've added to cart? Test partially going through your competitor's checkout processes. So if they're using something like Shopify, try putting in your email address, but then not filling in the rest, not filling in the payment details. See if there's a cart abandonment email sequence that follows you up, offering discounts and incentives to complete the purchase. Now cart abandonment stats, they vary depending on which study you look at. But Baymard Institute combined a whole bunch of studies and put average cart abandonment 70%, 70%. So this is a really important piece of the puzzle. What's your competitor's cart abandonment process here And by the way, how does that compare to yours? And by the way, before we go into the last tip, if you've enjoyed this episode and the uh, quirky presentation as someone labeled it online um, and you love geeking out on digital marketing, we share pretty much everything that we learn running digital marketing for hundreds of businesses every year in this podcast. So click on subscribe and please leave us a review if you've enjoyed this. And every week I'll be injecting fresh knowledge and observations directly into your brain via your ears. <laughs> it's, it's not as painful as it sounds. And by the way, if you want some help increasing your own store's e commerce sales, I've got something free for you. It's called the Exposure Ninja Website and Digital Marketing Review. Our digital marketing agency, Exposure Ninja, offers it at no cost. And here's how it works if you want to increase the e commerce sales that you're generating, both by increasing your traffic and also increasing your website's conversion rate, go to exposioninja.com and click the big button to request your free review. What happens in the review is we'll ask you some questions in a form online about your site's marketing and also your goals for the next 12 months. One of our consultants will then have a look at your site they'll also take a look at your competitors and they'll reverse engineer they'll take a look at what are you doing to drive traffic what are the conversion optimization holes that you might have what are the conversion optimization holes that your competitors might have they'll put all of their recommendations into a 15 minute video which they'll send to you via email usually within two to three working days this service is completely free and totally awesome so go to ExposureNinja.com to request yours now okay the final sales tactic snooping strategy involves actually buying something from your competitors and seeing what happens yep i said it buying something from your competitors if you have to, hey, you can return it. But here's what we really want to watch out for. We want to watch out for absolutely everything that happens from the moment you click submit order. If you're an absolute geek like us, then you can even put this in a spreadsheet. So look at what time you submit order and what time all of these things happen and what's included in all of them. So first thing that you're going to be looking out for is what does the email confirmation look like? Are they doing anything in this email to immediately try to reduce returns and order cancellations? Are they for example sharing reviews or testimonials? Are they giving you a customer service contact to reach if something goes wrong so you have that in your email inbox should the delivery be delayed or should something happen when it arrives? Then what do the delivery notifications look like? Which delivery partner are they using? How have they got the integration set up? How do delivery times compare with your site? Then when you've received the product, by the way, how long did it take to get the product and how does that compare to your site? but then what happens? Do you get an email requesting a review from the site and if so does that email link through to the individual product page or does it link through to a third party site like Trustpilot Reviews or Google? So think about what the business is sending you after you've bought the product. Then once you've bought and you know a period of time has passed are you being put onto a general kind of email marketing list? How often are they emailing you? What do they send? Have they categorized you and they're sending you products which might be relevant as a cross-sell because you've bought this particular thing or are they just trying to kind of resell you on the same thing over and over again which in- indicates either they haven't understood or or they're just putting everyone into the same big pool or they're putting everyone into the same big pool and just pummeling them with the same buying messages. So remember, right at the start of this episode, we spoke about increasing competition in e-commerce and as cost per click for most ad channels continues to increase and things heat up in e-com and it becomes not the exception, but the default, by the way, we're there for many product types already, we'll see the return on investment point shift from first purchase to second purchase and further down the buying journey. So this follow up piece will become more and more important over time. Victory long term is going to belong to the business that can profitably lose the most money on the first sale. Right, think about that. Success is going to belong to the business that can profitably lose the most money on the first sale because they know they're going to make it up on the back end. They know they're going to make it up on the repeat business because if they can lose the most money on the first sale, that means they can invest more in their ads, they can be more aggressive with their retargeting, they can invest more in the front end incentive to get that person to buy the first time, which means they can snap up more market share, they can be much more aggressive with their marketing. So don't make the mistake of thinking that once the customer is bought, the fun is over. Really not the case and it's only going to become more important over time as e-commerce becomes more competitive. So that's it for the four-step competitor sales tactic analysis. We've looked at how to analyze your competitors e-commerce lead gen their store sales process including navigation product and checkout cart pages we've looked at their remarketing retargeting and cart abandonment and we've looked at their email follow-up there is so much stuff here and you can see why we absolutely love geeking out on it because there are so many levers to pull as an e-commerce business to increase the profitability of your store don't forget to request your free website and digital marketing review from the Team here at Exposure Ninja. If you need any help with all of this, don't forget to request your free website and marketing review. If you need any help with this, this is exactly what we do here at EN. We build websites, we drive traffic to them, we optimize them, we run email marketing. This is what we do for our clients. So if you do need any help, any of this, request your free website and marketing review. Go to exposureninja.com click the big button we'll ask you a few questions about your business and your store and your long term goals we'll then record a 15 minute video which we'll send over to you via email showing you how to generate more sales through your store both by increasing your traffic and also converting more of that traffic into sales there's no obligation to use our services after you've had this free review although of course if you want to then that's going to be a conversation that we're happy to have i hope you've enjoyed this episode Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and I look forward to seeing you next week.